Coming in, Philly Sports Nation! Let's get it started. Happy Sunday to all. Welcome, everybody, to Oi in Philly Sports. It has been a minute since we've done Oi in Philly Sports. But it is Sunday. I have not been available over the past weekend. I like to be transparent as possible with y'all. Um, so I'm I'm in the process right now. Me and my girl are starting to buy some homes. Um, yes, we are adulting that much. We're looking to buy some homes over renting. We just want space for our own. I want to build a studio. Uh, we can actually have a decent background, not this uh, grandma portrait that's behind me. I want to have the Eagles, just Phillies, Flyers, and the Union stuff behind me. But um, So I've been picking up some shifts at a catering job. The boss called me and said, hey, we're raising your salaries. You want to come back and do some part-time gig uh, with, with this catering company? I said, yeah. So I was out Friday and Saturday, long shifts. Uh, but in that in that meantime, I do enjoy doing those because in that meantime, I like to see what the fans are thinking. I like to catch up on what's going on. I like to dissect things and take a step back and look at behind the scenes. So that's kind of what we're doing here today. It is Oin Philly Sports. This means it's the time for you guys. So I'm going to be putting in the link into the comments section here on YouTube in a little bit. Uh, we will be having people coming on, and you guys can dis- we can discuss together which is on your mind. Uh, we're, we got a lot on the, on the board here. So we got Sixers, we got Phillies, we got Flyers, we got Eagles. If you guys got union comments, t- topics you want to discuss, we'll have that on as well. We'll allow the TikTok lives together as well. If you guys want to do that too, you're more than welcome to do that. But uh, we have a community going on right here on YouTube. And if you guys want to come on in the show, this will be rebroadcasted in podcast form. All you got to do, it's very simple. Hit my profile there. I'll take you right to my profile. And in the link, we got the link tree. You even got the little icon. It'll take you to the my Instagram and my YouTube. Going, going right there, and it'll bring you right to my YouTube channel. And the link is right in the comment section right now. You guys can come on in, and we can talk together about what is going on. Real quick, what we got. So today we only got El Parcero Philly's um, content here, the uh, the platforms we got youtube and twitter and of course we have tiktok here so what is going on happy sunday to all hope everyone's enjoying their sun i hope everyone's also enjoying this change of weather this weather is freaking ridiculous we have one day where it feels like spring it's beautiful you want to wear your shorts outside and then today it's cold i'm colombian it's i, I get cold very very easily so I, I can't i can't put up with it i just flat out can't put up with it but enough about me guys thank you so much for tuning on in uh, let's get straight to it. So I want to start off with, of course, the Philadelphia 76ers right now. And, oh, by the way, let's take a quick second, y'all. First in the fucking East. How about it, huh? How about that? Now, look, I don't want to be first in the East. And then you, we've talked about this countless of times. But this team is good. And I think that this is what it's showing. And despite the fact that the Sixers are still trying to figure out how to play with one another with the James Harden trade, uh, this team is still pretty damn good, guys. Okay? And they're going to be in top four seeding. I don't want to be the first seed, and I don't think the Sixers want that either. And I do think that you're going to see a good amount of load managing, and you're going to sit some guys out depending on some of these matchups. Today is one of those you don't want to sit out, which we'll get to in a second. But I wanted to get to discussing real quick. Um, and once we get through the Sixers stuff, I'll read your guys' comments, and we'll allow people to come on in between each segment. So if you guys want to come on in, start coming on in, and we'll have you guys come on in after the Sixers segment. But Obviously, on on Friday night, late one out in L.A., the Philadelphia 76ers swept both L.A. teams. We swept uh, we swept the Lakers on late Wednesday night. We swept the Clippers late Friday night. And the game against the Clippers was pretty impressive, a 122-97 to win. And remember, early on in the year, 
before the Harden trade, I actually was in attendance with Scotty Talks NBA. Shouts out to Scotty. And I was with Kata Hot at the Sixers game versus the Clippers at the Wells Fargo Center. And the Clippers erased a, what was it, like 24 point deficit to beat us at home. And that was one where Luke Kennard, uh, was it Marcus Morris is over there? I've always mixed up the brothers. Who cares about those bums anyways? Um, but a combination of those two really uh, brought the guys back. Terrence Mann as well brought the Clippers back and they beat us. And so a little bit of payback on the mind of the Sixers on Friday night and an impressive performance, I would say. Uh, this to me was kind of the blueprint and why it is the Sixers are going to be okay. James Harden and Joel Embiid combined for 56 points. James with 29, Joel with 27 points. But you see what happens when James Harden is playing an aggressive style of basketball. It is hard to stop. And when he's aggressive, I know he likes to get everyone into the game. He wants he wants to get uh, he, he's a facilitator. He loves doing that as that point guard. But he's really dangerous when he is handling the ball and he's scoring. He's one of the best scorers of all time. And when he is aggressive, you see what he can do. He allow he allows other guys to flourish because when he's hot, it is hard to stop him. You got a double team leaving someone open. And oh, by the way, the foul shots, which we'll get to in a second. But I thought that was what we needed. And he answered some questions because there was some questions about his uh, his explosiveness because we know he's he's battling that hamstring, that bum hamstring, that left hammy has been bothering him. And so you saw some aggressiveness. I saw him drive into the basket. Uh, he knocked down four threes in the game as well. I love that, James. Keep that up as well. The step back three was finally falling. That was the problem. He was taking those shots, but they just weren't falling. And that happens from time to time in the NBA. But it was definitely good to see um, that he was being aggressive. Now, obviously, a big question mark for this team has also been the perimeter defense has been struggling for the Philadelphia 76ers. They held the Clippers to a 32% on the night and the Clippers are typically a solid three-point team not obviously not the Scholar State Warriors but they could knock down some shots from behind the line and the Sixers did a solid job of slowing those guys down this was a game where the offense truly carried them though I mean the Clippers did have some fast break points the Clippers uh did have some boards we did outboard them in the offensive board category uh, but when you got Joel Embiid and James Harden doing what they were doing that is what's going to happen and of course the topic of discussion being the free throw line, uh, the free throw trips, right? Of course, Tyron Lue not happy after the game. And, you, dude, you call, you fucking love to see. You love seeing these guys bitching and complaining about Joel Embiid and James Harden going to the free throw line because you know what it is? Look, and, and what I want to first start, uh, start off this conversation with is I don't want to continue seeing Joel and James forcing free throws or forcing trips to the line, right, forcing fouls. Because it's really affecting the flow of the game. And so when you're asking for referees to give you 16, 17 free throw attempts there, it really fucks up the flow of the basketball game. And then if you're not getting the call and the refs are not going to get you, give you those calls on every single attempt, dude, they're already giving you enough attempts. You can't always ask for that. And then what happens? The foul's not given. And then, boom, the team's going on the other end on those fast breaks, and that's when more fast break points get added on. But it's clear. And Tyron Lue needs to understand this. I can't believe him as an NBA championship coach in front of the person state this. You can't stop them. That's why they're going to the free throw line. You cannot stop them. So just because both of them went to the line a, a combined, what was it, uh, 19 times in the game? Come on, Lou. What are we doing here? 
You can't stop him. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious that he he had the nerve to say that, man. Um, but, of course, that, that was then. And, obviously, this West Coast trip has been pretty solid for the Sixers. You've been going up against Lakers and Clippers or subpar teams. But next up, this t- today at 6 p.m., we got ourselves the true challenge. The Sixers will be in the desert to face off against the Suns, who are first in the West, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. These guys right now are on a seven-game winning streak, beating some Western Conference foes in that seven-game winning streak. Oh, and by the way, they got Curse Paul back as well. So this team is going to be a true test for the Philadelphia 76ers, playing in, and I'm going to put in quotations, a hostile environment because, look, I know that Phoenix Nation, Phoenix, Arizona is all hyped up and excited over the Suns because you got a championship caliber team. Where the fuck were you five years ago when you guys were trashed? I digress. But it's going to be a really good test here. Look, when when it, when it comes to Suns, obviously the backcourt is absolutely ridiculous. So it's going to be a real test for Maxi and Harden to kind of slow down. You're not stopping. Let's put it that way. You're not stopping Chris Paul and you're not stopping D books, but you got to try to slow them down. And I'm curious to see what the strategy is to slow down this team. You obviously have Michael Bridges as well, who is known to kill in the Philadelphia 76ers. Why did you trade him for Zaire Smith, Brett? What the hell, man? And then, of course, DeAndre Ian is a great... Uh, listen, I love the kid's development. I really thought, three years ago, I thought he was heading in the trajectory of being a bust in this league, but nah, he's really bounced back. He's been becoming a really good uh, rim protector as well in this league. And so this is going to be a really good test. They're also deep. They have some bench as well down in Phoenix. So I'm really excited to watch this game. I'm really excited to see uh, what the Sixers do against this Phoenix Suns team. And this is going to be a true test. Really good test here. I don't care if they win or lose. I just want to see a hard fall game. I want to see. I want to continue to see James Harden being aggressive. I want to see Joel Embiid continue being Joel Embiid. That quite simple. Tyrese Maxey being clutch in the fourth quarter. We haven't discussed that now. Not so much in in Friday night's game against the Clippers because you really took control of that game from the jump. So you really did not need clutch Tyrese Maxey in that fourth quarter. But what we saw against the Lakers, uh, what we saw, what we saw against the Heat in the fourth quarter. I want to see because I'm I'm assuming if this is going to be a close game, it'll be going down to the wire in the fourth quarter. And I want to see Tyrese Maxey kind of step up. Oh, Tyrese Maxey, we didn't we didn't even talk about this. The Miami Heat are on a little bit of a slump right now, and that's why the Sixers are in first place of the Eastern Conference. How, how about the Sixers absolutely exploiting the Miami Heat, taking it to Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero missed the next two games, and then the previous game against the Brooklyn Nets. These guys lost to New York Knicks as well, but the previous game against the Brooklyn Nets. They, uh, th- th- Tyler Hero was a minus 25. The, they have exploited that. And I don't feel bad because you know why? The Miami Heat exploited us a couple years ago with that stupid zone defense. And now everyone loves running that zone defense. Now you can't do that. But take the medicine, Miami. Take that freaking medicine. Awesome, awesome stuff, guys. But I'm excited. 6, 6 p.m. tip off. Well, obviously, as always, guys. We will be watching that game, and after you guys can come on here, we'll be doing the game recap, and we'll be doing something similar like we're doing right now. So, let's go Sixers. Beat those damn sons. We got Logan in the chat, as Mike does not want me to hear anything right now. Here we go. There we go. There we go. What's up, Logan? I see you in there, man. Uh, Chase. Who would you rather play right now, Boston or Miami? Chase, I really appreciate this question. It's interesting because on TikTok, we put up a, a, a TikTok about the first uh, first seed, which we should definitely be happy about. Um, what I want you guys to know, 
what I want to talk to you guys about in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I hear I've been hearing a lot of I don't want to play the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets look so good. I don't want to play them, Parcero. No, no. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Scared money don't make no money. You guys should not be scared of anyone in the Eastern Conference. You guys want to go to the finals? You can't be scared of anybody. I don't care who we play in the first round. I don't care who we play in the second round. I don't care who we play in the third round. You go out there and you ball out. You leave it all on that basketball court. I'm not scared of any of these opponents. If you're asking me who do I want to play, rather Miami or Boston, give me either or. I do not care. Stop being scared, guys. Stop saying, oh, I'm scared of the Brooklyn Nets. Why? It's the playoffs, a different fucking animal. Stop being scared, guys. Y'all should not be scared. Logan, what my brother? What's going on, man? I'm in Philly, chilling with Rocky. Hey, Rocky, my boy. Hey, yo. How about them sixes, huh? Get some coffee. More some coffee. Where, where my coffee drinkers at, huh? Ah, that Cuban roast, brother. That Cuban roast, man. You have fun today, Logan. Rocky, the Rocky statues go to man. I don't understand how those. I don't understand the Philadelphians who have a problem with Rocky. Like, I, listen, we know it's a fictional character. Like, we all know that. But he—he's the the prototypical Philadelphian, the underdog, the blue collar mentality. All right, he's not a real character, but he's a lot of the Philadelphians, and I think that's why I love it. And I, probably because I'm a first generation American, and Rocky was one of those first movies that I kind of just fell in love with. So. I love Rocky, man. How can you hate Rocky? Uh, first in the East can change tonight. Uh, big, I don't care. Chase, I really don't care about these seedings. I don't want the number one seed. The pressure number one is a real thing in every sport. I just want to be a top four seed. I want to take care of the opponents that we have. I'm not scared of Brooklyn. I'm not scared of Boston. I'm not scared of Miami. I'm not scared of any of these teams in the Eastern Conference. But I do not want that number one seed. That pressure is much different than what we're talking about right now. But um, big game tonight. A lot of questions. Uh, a great test as well. Excuse me. And I'm so excited for tonight. Oh, we got my co-host, a dupe by the river in the chat. What's up, everyone? Please say hello to Justin Friedberg. What's up, my brother? Hey, just want to check in before I head off to YouTube game. Keep going. Hey, I appreciate that. Shouts out to Uni2. Uni2 going at it. I believe we're facing off against Cincinnati. Um, I peeped those kits. So the Philadelphian Union 2, if anyone's not familiar with Union 2, it is the MLS Next Pro Team. MLS have changed up the kind of structure of the league. And so what they're doing now is they are uh, they have their development league now, which is MLS Next Pro. It's a bunch of youngsters who essentially like essentially like a farm system, like your minor league team. And so the Union 2 team is playing today. And I, I want to say it is against FC Cincinnati. It is against FC Cincinnati too. So pretty much as Justin said on the podcast, they're playing against FC or they're playing against uh, the Philadelphia Union 3 because we all know that FC Cincinnati essentially wants to be the Philadelphia 76ers. So shouts out to you, Justin. Good seeing you, brother. I uh, woke up at 430 to see my friend run half that. Oh, okay. That's what it was. So I was in Philly yesterday and I saw they were setting something up and it looked like a marathon, but nothing was going on. But that is good to know. That's awesome, Logan. I would love to run a marathon. I actually enjoy running. Um, usually what my 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 routine is I like to uh, run uh, the lights I'll do is three miles, but I'll go five. I, I've done six before. That's not fun. either. I'm not I'm not like a marathon runner, but I do enjoy running. It's like therapy to me. Put on the AirPods uh, I like to bump some podcasts in there. 
even Oin Philly Sports. Make sure you guys check that out. Subscribe for all Philly Sports content. And uh, I like to run. It's a great, it's a great form of therapy. I don't want to ignore TikTok. What's up, TikTok? What is happening? We got we got Juan in the building. What's going on, Juan? You know you're from Reading. If hey, what's happening? Reading, Pennsylvania, checking on in. Sixers versus Bucks, two days. I'll be there. Make sure you guys, if you guys are going to the Sixers versus Bucks, make sure you guys say hello to our boy Juan. You got you enjoy that, my man. You enjoy that. Uh, Seth Curry, 31, was the go. Hey, what's up, Seth? Is Nick playing today? Nick Castellanos is playing today. We will get to Phillies in just a second. That is the next segment. I appreciate you checking on in, brother. Uh, Tree, what's going on? Shout out from Hawaii. Keep on blazing. I appreciate that. Yo, shouts out to Hawaii. Uh, Aloha. Aloha, my friend. I appreciate you checking on in, man. You enjoy that sun. Uh, dude, I could use some some beautiful uh, uh, island sun right now, man. It's 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 a little chilly here today in the Philly area, man. Uh, Abscare, thank you so much for the follow, my brother. I appreciate that. Welcome to the family, my man. And guys, keep hitting, keep tapping that screen away. Let's get some more people in here. I appreciate the love, my guys. I appreciate it. What's up, Soccer Tim? We got Soccer Tim in the chat. What is happening, my brother? Say what, seven? Uh, I think we stand a chance. Bro, this isn't the why are you guys treating this like a playoff game? Of course we have a chance to win in it, but it's not really about that. It's about the little things. You want to see the aggress of the aggression of James Harden. You want to see the matchup of DeAndre Ayton versus Joel Embiid. You want to see the, the Sixers to continue improving upon that perimeter defense, and it will get tested today against a solid perimeter team and the Phoenix Suns. You want to see Tyrese Maxey blowing up in the fourth quarter. You want to see Tobias Harris continue taking those quick it's about the little things to death. Stop treating this like a playoff game. These are all just tests. These are all things that are going to help us improve. And it's about the final goal. And that is the Larry O'Brien trophy, my friend. Let's get it, guys. Let's get it. Um, Jerpy Drew, Sixers win today. They got some. What do they have to prove? It's a regular season game, guys. I don't understand this, this, this concept, guys. This isn't the NFL. What the heck, man? Uh, Ted, what's going on? One, two, three. I don't think that's how it goes, but I appreciate you checking on in, man. Go Sixers. Uh, Sixers Prize is checking on in. I just want you to know that you're, oh, dude, I appreciate that. Not Six Prize. You are the fucking king. What's happening, Sixers Prize? I appreciate that, my brother. I appreciate that. All right, let's get to it real quick, guys. I want to talk about the Phillies real quick, guys. Um, so obviously we're in the midst of spring training. It's winding down. I believe we have a week. Uh, so we start on April 8th. So we got about a week and a half until spring training is over in the books. This, this, uh, this quick, fast paced spring training. Thanks to the lockout. But, um, so a couple question marks that I have been noticing as, as I've been, you know, I haven't been dissecting and diving deep into spring training just because of time. Uh, but I've been catching eyes here and there Matt, and players that I want to see, but, Number one, we talked about it here on TikTok today, and I won't bring it to Wayne Philly Sports, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it as well. Um, but the topic of center field, uh, obviously, no, Herrera essentially is opening things up for the center field position, and who's going to be the opening day starter at center field? Right now, in my opinion, it's down to two guys, and I think Joe Girardi is in the same boat as well. Mickey Moniak, the former number one overall pick, uh, of the 2016 MLB draft. And of course, he's going up against Matt Veerling, someone who saw some time with the Phillies last year, who's been uh, in the minor league system, finally getting some time, really made the most of his time in a playoff push with the Phillies last year. 
Uh, yeah, he had about a 300 batting average in that time span as well. But now he's got an opportunity here to show what he's got as the starting center fielder. Now, um, there has been an interesting amount of people in defense of Mickey Moniak. And uh, listen, I, I get it, right? Mickey is a former number one overall pick. And you, uh, when you see a number one overall pick, you want him to have an impact right away. And he hasn't done that. But some people are still holding on to 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 the hope that he can help this team out and 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 live up to the expectations of being a number one overall pick, guys. It is currently March twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty two, two thousand twenty two, two zero two two. Mickey was drafted in two thousand and sixteen. 2016. That is six years ago, ladies and gentlemen. Six years ago. Typically, number one overall picks in baseball, at least, they make the team right away in that first year, if not in that second year, and start impacting the team right in year two. Mickey Moniak has yet to do that. Okay. And in that time span, so it's been six years, he has failed to beat out guys like Roman Quinn, like Adam Hazley, like Odubor. Herrera. And now he's going to take the job? We'll see. There is an, uh, there's an uh, of course there's an opportunity for him to take that job. But in my opinion, if he hasn't been able to take it yet, I don't think he's going to take take it. I just don't. Now, I do think that there is still an MLB career for Mickey Moniak, but I think if that is going to happen, it is going to be in a different place that is not Philadelphia. Unfortunately, we see that way too much in Philly sports where guys just don't pan out here. They go somewhere else and they make a career out of it. And I think that is going to happen here with Mickey Moniak as well. I think this is Matt Veerling's job to lose. And I think that he's looked better than Mickey Moniak. Yeah, Mickey Moniak got a homer yesterday. But uh, right now, Matt Veerling got a homer was against the, the Yankees. And then he gets a triple yesterday against the Tigers. And so Matt Veerling's bat is right now... Hotter than Mickey Moniak. And right now, Matt Veerling is my starting center fielder opening day against the Oakland A's. That's just my take on it. I think that it's his job to lose right now. And for Mickey, go out there and take it. If you want it, you want to stay here, go take the center field job away from Matt Veerling. And that is kind of where I see it. Um, no, ladies and gentlemen, I do not want to see an outfield of Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Castellanos. Kyle Schwarber, obviously here for the bat. Not the best defender, and we do know that. But you're going to put a subpar defender in center field where his where his weaknesses are going to get highlighted? No, 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 no. I'm good on that. I'm, I'm completely good on that. We have a DH now. We have a DH for a reason. Use that position up. I'm curious to see where they put I, – I'm sure they're going to put Castellanos at left field. That's where they're going to start him out at. But this right now is for um, – Matt Veerling to grab grab the bull by the horns and take over center field. It's your time right now, my friend. Your time right now. Uh, but the pitching. Let's look at the pitching right now. And uh, obviously, some question marks. When I look at this pitching staff, just the, the starting rotation. Obviously, you have a Cy Young candidate in Zach Wheeler who's been battling this, the sore shoulder, and that's why he's hasn't. You have a team in spring training. He should be back by 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 the first week of the season. We'll, we'll, we'll cross our fingers for that one. Um, but obviously, you have wheels. You have a Ranger Suarez who is going into an arbitration year, 
had an incredible end of the season. Finally, Joe Girardi gave him the opportunity to be a starting pitcher in the rotation. And now look, we're hoping he doesn't go through a sophomore slump, but I'm not stopping on that. But man, for wheels, it's crazy. And I don't I, I get why he uh is going through the short uh the sore shoulder. And this is why Joe Girardi has those load management in there. In 213 and a third innings pitched last year in 32 starts. That was that's what he did last year. 213 and a third innings in 32 starts. That's a lot of baseball. That's a lot of pitches he was throwing as well in that time. So you have those two cornerstones. But the question marks now, right? Is as the Phillies just got started underway in uh in uh in where they're not in Clearwater today. They're playing the Jays, but they're in Florida right now, getting underway in their, their spring training game right now. But um you have Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson, and Zach Eflin are the three question marks in the rotation right now, right? So uh when I'm looking at when I'm looking at the rest of these guys, the Nola concerns are serious, right? This the spring training for Aaron Nola has not been the best. <laughs> putting it lightly has not been the best. And what I'm saying is that Aaron Nola right now looks like last year's Aaron Nola. He's still got the stuff. He's still got the arm. He still got has the pitches. But I think just like last year, this is all mental for him. And I think that's why he was struggling last year. And obviously, listen, I'm not one who puts stock in the spring. And I can't believe people break down spring trade like it's the regular season. That's crazy to me as well. But I digress there. But for Aaron Nola, it's about getting back to the 2017-2018 version of Aaron Nola. And I'm going to give him the opportunity beginning of the year to see what we have in Aaron Nola. But for right now, it still looks like last year's Aaron Nola where he might throw two good innings, allow one bad pitch, and then everything is like a domino effect. Bases get loaded. Grand salami. At, and that's just stuff that we hope that Aaron Nola does not go through. And that's really the question mark there with, with Noles. And he's going to get that opening day start yet again. And it's going to be a true test against the hungry Oakland. You know how the Oakland A's are, guys. It's a hungry team that they don't always have the superstar power, but they have guys who know how to rake. And so it's going to be a great test opening day for Aaron Nola. And then, of course, you have uh, we have Zach Eflin, who looked good yesterday in his uh, first start in spring trading. Uh, his first start since July 16th. Good to see him out there battling that, that right knee tendonitis. He had the surgery. He should be back. Uh, but in that first start, two innings pitched, 12 pitches he threw, one strikeout and one walk. You even had the uh, the instance where he had to cover first, so that was a good test to see how the knee would hold up. And after that start, you saw Zach Eflin getting a little emotional. The long journey of coming back, he's excited to be back. Um, he wants to help this team make the playoffs. He, even during the offseason, during the lockout, he hired someone in the Orlando area to kind of help him with rehabbing that knee, and he's put in the work. I am I am rooting so hard for Zach Eflin. I love me some Eflin, and I really hope that he can be that third, maybe, dare I say, second guy. It's up for the taking right now. I mean, Ranger Suarez, for right now, he's the best, second-best starter, in my opinion, but things can change. After, after wheels, Really, it's up for grabs. It, it really is. This rotation's up for grabs for all four of these dudes, and I really hope that Eflin can make his mark, and we'll hope to see that he can definitely do that. But this is a free agency season for Zach Eflin, and he, I think it's not so much about what he can do on the mound, but more so if he can just stay healthy. That's been the Achilles heel uh, for Zach Eflin. Kyle Gibson, he's uh, going free agency season as well. Obviously, we know 
getting him from the Texas Rangers. We saw the dip in his ERA, or I guess I should say the increase in his ERA when he came from Texas. He was a two-something, and then he ended the season four or six uh, ERA. But I look solid in his two starts in, in spring training against the Braves, against the Yanks, three Ks in each of those uh, in each of those starts there. And uh, for Kyle Gibson, it, it's just throwing with conviction. Again, consistency. You don't have a strong infield, and probably, again, you won't have a strong infield uh, as well. So it's about throwing with the, with that conviction. He's a big-body guy, man. Use that freaking arm, brother. Use that freaking arm. And, of course, Ranger Suarez finally back. Um, he's heading into arbitration year. He was dealing with visa issues. And so it's good to see him back, and hopefully he can get back. In, 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 I don't know what he was doing down in Venezuela, but uh, hopefully he's ready for the season there. Um, and then, of course, when we look at third base, the third question mark of this team right now, what is happening, right? Alec Bohm does not look good. He flat out does not look good. He looks uh, scared right now. And then the one the one uh, topic discussion we had was, okay, if he does not continue looking good at third, you can put him as a DH. That is not ideal, but that is another option that you can do with Alec Bohm. But now he's not hitting either. He's getting he's getting strikes out, struck out in spring training. So, is it time to worry about Alec Bohm? We 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 brought him down into the, in, into AAA last year. Um, it is he is heading into his third season, but it's not looking promising whatsoever. So, what do we do? Do we just put him out there opening day? Um, do we another uh, option that we've heard is moving DD over to third base? bringing up Bryson Stott, who has looked good in spring training so far, but are we ready to bring up Bryson Stott already? Now, obviously, the coaches and the manager, I'm sorry, the managers know when he's ready. It looks like he's ready, but that's on the managers. If we knew, we know how the Phillies like to work with these farm, uh, farm, pro, uh, these farm products. They don't ever like to give them set responsibilities and roles in, in with Philadelphia, and that's an issue with, with Bryson Stott. Um, I, I and of course you also have Johan Camargo who's also made it a uh, pushing for it as well. You saw Nick Cassiano's taking th uh, grounders at third. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't buy into that too much uh, either. Um, but I think right for right now, what I would do is I would stick Boom at third. If he starts struggling, then you can go with Didi and bring up Bryson Stott. Um, but I'm not bringing Bryson Stott until I see Alec Boom day to day with the with the Philadelphia Phillies. So we shall see. But of course. Right now, the Phillies are are with playing off against the Toronto Blue Jays, and it is the Nick Castellanos debut for the Philadelphia Phillies. So that is definitely exciting. There, uh, Phillies. We'll be talking more about the Phillies as the week goes on as we prepare uh, for the season. We have a DSM preview. DSM as a whole, we'll be doing a preview on all of our platforms. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, we are, we're definitely excited for some baseball. Let me start off with TikTok here, man. And uh, then we'll get back to YouTube, guys. And, of course, guys, if you guys want, we do have the link. I'll put it back into the chat. We got some people backstage right now. Come on in. You guys are more than welcome to come on in. We could talk whatever you guys would like to discuss there. What is happening, guys? Uh, Amar, thank you for the flower. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks for the gifts, guys. I really appreciate it. Shouts out to you guys. What is going on? Uh, major so a sub I mean if you're trying to take a shot at me and call me Clay I will take that Clay Thompson is a is a three point specialist just like me I'm just kidding <laughs> but thank you so much for that I appreciate it brother but uh, go Sixers of course. I would I, I think more George's Niang I think I look like more like George's Niang but it's all good it's all good 
that's fine. Give give me as much likes as you want, man. I appreciate. It. I, I'm more so. I, I'm more so uh, here for the quality of time. I like to have uh, back and forth discussions. So if you have something that's worth discussing, discussing, I'm more into that than the likes. Uh, but yeah, but appreciate your step, uh, man. Welcome, welcome. Uh, let's see here. Um, where we at? Logan, why would we be scared of the Nets? Just win, win, win. Thank you, Logan. Thank you. That is what we are talking about. What happened in the that last regular season game against the Brooklyn Nets was one regular season game in a game where the Sixers were still trying to figure themselves out. And we're not gonna listen. We like to fuck with Nets fans because it's funny to do. But we're not going to disrespect the Nets. They are a good basketball team. You have two generational players, but it's one game. Playoffs is a different animal, and that's going to be the true test for Joel Embiid and James Harden. So I'm not worrying about the Brooklyn Nets, guys. Uh, would rather be scared of the button. No, uh, we're scared of no one, Chase. Chase, look at me. Look at me, Chase. We are not scared of nobody. If you want to be scared, you might as well just not even make the playoffs. Let's just do the process again. Scared money don't make no money, my friend. All right? Let's not get scared here. We are the Philadelphia 76ers. All right? We have Joel Embiid and James Harden, two generational pieces. Stop it. Just stop it. God. Uh, playoffs, it doesn't matter who you, who you play, just win. Exactly, man. It's a gauntlet. It's a dogfight on a night-to-night basis. It does not matter. Birds, man, what is happening, my brother? What's going on? Good morning to you, my friend. It's actually, I guess, afternoon now, but I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. What's going on? We're about to get to the Eagles in a little bit. Uh, but if you want to come on in, you're more than welcome. We got that link in there right now. I just got the notification there. But yes, sir, 107 was the start time, and Bryce Harper already hit a bomb. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's going on, guys? Yes, no, we the, no, we the Sixers. You stole our team. The Warriors released and you stole our fucking team. No, I'm, I don't care anymore. It is what are you guys leaving me? <laughs> the ring light does ring light doing his own thing. Good stuff there. Good stuff there. We the sixes. We the sixes. We the sixes. All right, let's go backstage now, guys. Let's start bringing some of you guys on. And a reminder again, if you guys want to come on in TikTok, you're more than welcome. We can talk one on one. Head over to the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe. Link is in there. Copy and paste. Let's get it, guys. All right, let's go backstage and let's start off with my man. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Hey, I'm very good right now. So, yesterday I went to the game between Charlotte Football Club versus Cincinnati, and the people went crowd. Right now, there's two consecutive victories in a row, so it feels good about it. And we you speaking about the Scissors and, of course, the Phillies, I just read that. Zach Elfin was emotional after two scoreless innings in first spring start after the knee surgery. Because it was six months he was removed by another knee surgery and eight months of shy free agency. Zach Elfin understand what it takes about the season. After recording 6,024 pitches here Saturday, which was yesterday, on this first spring training start, he shook hands with Philly coaching Kelly Godman and manager George Girardi and he was very emotional. And Elfin has a patina surgery on his right knee in September. But he was, didn't care he had communicated with team officials, including tenures, because he was posing to take him on arbitration to decide his 22 salary, which is $6.1 million, 
or 5.50 millions. But Zac Efron has an amazing has an amazing journey. So he fits in the middle, better and Latin rotation with Lats from 42 era. It was last three seasons and it went last five innings in 22 of those last 25 seasons starts there into 2020. But right now, speaking about the scissors, which is I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, um, right now they had to face against the first place, which is a Phoenix Sun, which is very dangerous because right now, because without Ben Simmons and the scissors, it depends all about the scissors right here. Because, well, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, but well, I guarantee you it's going to be like an amazing game right now. So I pray for the scissors to win this up. Uh, to win the hand, the air in this first part. And of course, I have to tell you everybody. So the next week is gonna be April 2nd. It's gonna be Charlotte Football Club versus Philadelphia for the first time in Philadelphia. But I might wait in October because that will be like the first and the second series right here. So right now the Philadelphia has the first place and the Charlotte Football Club has the eighth position right here. So it might be dangerous and can be the third round in the row, so it might be careful about it. So let's see what happens about now because Philadelphia had 10 points and he has three wins with no loses. And of course, um, we got Charlotte Football Club, we had two wins and only three loses. So it might be a game changer right now. So I just wanted to say, um, I just wanted to say, um, Big love and much love, and I hope Scissors and Phyllis had an amazing day. And of course, if if Philadelphia had to crash on Child Football Club in Bank of America Stadium, I'll be there because right now on April I had to go to be like watching the game between Child Football Club versus Philadelphia, and it was gonna be amazing. So salute to you, Barcelona, and much much love to you. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Thank Rafael. You so much, Rafael. I on, Rafael. We'll, Rafael. We'll answer some of your questions there. So, obviously, Zach, I appreciate uh, Rafael bringing up Zach there. Uh, but it's funny because he started off the season a little slow, and he started getting hot until the injury on July 16th. And I think that Zach Eflin is going to be fine this year. It's all about staying healthy. He's got the arm, and it's really about if his body can hold up. That's really been his Achilles heel with the Philadelphia Phillies, and, I, and I'm really excited about that. Obviously, Don Rafael, our honorary Charlotte FC fan, and that was a very impressive win against FC Cincinnati. Now, look, Cincinnati, they're rebuilding for the third time since they've been in the MLS. It's not a good club, but they're going in the right direction. They are taking the page out of the Philadelphia Union's book, and it's funny that the people are trying to be like the Union. It's, it's a weird time that we're living in, but these I, I want to give a lot of love to Miguel Angel uh, Rodriguez. The he's had a tough job of working with not the best talent pool that that Charlotte has has accumulated in year one, um, but they're buying into the system, and I think that is important: is having the belief and buying into what your manager is doing. The talent is is not there yet, um, and uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Carol Swiderski, the Polish uh, forward. For Charlotte, he's a Polish international. He actually gets starts for the Polish national team, and he's really been the off the attack for Charlotte FC. It's gonna be a tough challenge against Philadelphia, which we'll see them next week. Um, but it's it should be a lot of fun 
facing off against Charlotte FC, and I'm excited to see those guys for the first time. Shouts out, as always, to Pancake Poppy, our honorary good friend of the show, our honorary Charlotte FC fan down there. What's up, TikTok? We got the Warriors fans checking on in. What's going on, guys? Um, Luke, we are not worried about the exactly, exactly, man. Just go out there and play our game, man. It's it's just a regular season game, man. It's a, it's about playing your game here tonight. All right, let's talk about the Flyers real quick, guys. Obviously, we discussed Wednesday, uh, no Thursday night about their game against the St. Louis Blues. And by the way, NHL and Philadelphia, Fly, I don't know who's in charge of the scheduling, but please stop with these back to back, these these double headers with the with the Sixers and the Flyers. It's really killing me. And Heads up here, uh, newsflash, not get any viewers. The Flyers are going up against Sixers. Everybody can be watching Sixers, unless you're a nut job like myself who has two TV screens, one for the Sixers and one for the Flyers. But not many people are like that. But on Friday night, late one, uh, 9 o'clock tip uh, puck drop against Colorado, the Flyers just pretty much got spanked. All right, It's an old-fashioned spanking. And it, it was a tough challenge going up against Colorado, right? They are a top team in the West. They're going to be competing for the Stanley Cup. We probably should have traded Claude Giroux to Colorado as well. Probably would have got a better package. But hey, what Claude wanted is what he got. Um, but honestly, what did we expect? Like, what do we expect Friday night? It's a back-to-back. You played against a tough team on Thursday night against St. Louis. You were lucky enough to get a win. You had to fight hard to fight off the St. Louis Blues to get the dub. And then you got to travel to Colorado, high elevation against a talented team. No Travis Konechny. Yeah, I'm not surprised that we got spanked by the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, that that was just bound to happen. 6-3 final score. Kale McCarr continues to haunt Flyers fans. He breaks a point record for the Avalanche. Um, and yeah, we drafted Nolan Patrick in 2017 with Kale McCarr on the board. And by the way, most of the front office wanted Kale McCarr over Nolan Patrick. So thank you, Ron Hextall, for that. <laughs> We're going to continue suffering with that one. But the topic of discussion, the main topic of discussion in that game, I don't think a lot of people have a lot of backlash in that loss because I think a lot of us expected to lose. Probably not get spanked, but definitely lose. Um, but should have Mike Yo pulled out Carter Hart in that game. Now, I do listen to Jason Martinez. He does the Flyers daily every day. He does a fantastic job catching us up on the Flyers. And the topic of one of the episodes was whether they should have pulled out Carter Hart. And he believes that you shouldn't have. Uh, He's a professional. You keep him in there. It's a learning experience. In my opinion, being straight up, in my opinion, I think you pull out Carter Hart. Carter Hart, to me, has nothing else left to prove. He is the starting goaltender for this franchise for the next seven to 10 years. And so what, like, I don't need him to prove anything to me, but the fact that Carter Hart saw 51 shots, ladies and gentlemen, 51 shots, 51 shots. I would pull him out. I would have pulled him out after that fifth goal. I would have pulled Carter Hart after out of that game in the third period. I would pull him for what? I just don't get what we're what we're trying to uh what we're what we're trying to prove here. You were already shorthanded in that in that game. I would have pulled out Carter Hart. That's just me personally. It's not on his. It wasn't about his performance. And a lot of, I still see a lot of Flyers fans blaming Carter Hart for the failures this season. It's not about Carter. This team is bad. This team is garbage. Okay, Carter Hart is an integral piece going forward for this franchise, and so. He is not the problem. I st- it's crazy that people still think he's the problem with the Flyers. 
If you think that Carter Hart is the problem with the Philadelphia Flyers, you just don't watch this team. You haven't watched this. You probably haven't watched in the last three months because Carter Hart has been doing fan is being team in a lot of the games. But when you have this team who's just in such disarray, I don't know if Mike Yo is a coach for the future. You got lines just changing every single night. That is kind of what happens. So I, I just I flat out don't get that. Um, Joel Farabee, ladies and gentlemen, is your captain. Yeah, I said that. He is your next captain. A lot of people want to give the C already to Sean Couturier, and I understand why. Um, but if you've watched Joel Farabee, especially since the Claude Giroux trade, he deserves to wear the C on his sweater. This dude is doing everything possible to give some sort of Joel of energy for the Philadelphia Flyers. And the past two games, you know, starting fights with some pretty big dudes. Even yesterday, uh, on Friday, he starts uh, a fight with, with Nazim Kaderi. Kaderi. Dude, what? <laughs> what? You got some balls. You want to start a fight with him? That's absolutely wild. So to me, guys, Joel Farabee is the next captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I just don't see how he's not, man. I, I love the way he's been playing, and he's been playing like the best player of the team as well. So you got I to me, you got to give him the C. Um, another point I want to make, it is time to sit Keith Yandel. He's 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 already clocked out. Clocked out. He's checked out. He's ready. I don't know if he's ready to retire, if he's ready for the all season. He is clocked the fuck out. And I'm ready to move on. Obviously, the Flyers are going to look at the college pool that's coming out soon. Uh, could it would possibly bring up some of these defensemen to, to, to get some minutes up here as well. Um, but honestly, in this game today against National Predators, I'm okay with putting Sealer and Connington out there as, as a parent. I, I, we gave Keith Yandel the opportunity to break the Ironman streak. He did it. Kudos. Congratulations. We love you. You had a great career. He, he's Hall of Fame worthy as well. But it is time to sit Keith Yandel. That's just the way I look at it, man. So today at 6 p.m. at the same time as the Sixers, good luck Philadelphia Flyers trying to get some viewers. I will be watching them. Yeah, I'll be watching. We'll be doing the both game recaps as well. But you got to you you, you got to sit um you got to sit out Keith Yen. Oh, one more point. Please also sign Zach McCowan. Please, please sign McEwen. Uh, McEwen is McEwen. McEwen. Please resign him. Um, he's someone that's uh, provided a lot of energy. Uh, I don't mind putting him on my fourth line next year, even if this team does. In fact, get Johnny Goudreau. If they somehow get Johnny Hockey in Philadelphia, bring him back home, I would still put McEwen uh, on that fourth line as a winger. He's someone that's provided energy. I don't really care for a lot of the fighting. I enjoy a fight here and there. Obviously, it's what bring a lot of uh, outside neutral viewers to the sport of hockey. It, but honestly, someone who it, it loves the purity of hockey, it's not an important part of the sport anymore. But he provides energy. He's got some. He's he's great on his skates. He's pretty damn fast as well. And so I would bring him back. So we'll see it, what, what that happens. But 6 p.m. today in Nashville, Flyers versus Preds. Please, Flyers, give us something. Give us something here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Warriors fans still still infiltrating here. Uh, we try to beat more wins than. I'm, I'm assuming you're trying to say we're trying to get more wins than the Suns. <laughs> Uh, what do you want me to, uh, Mark? It, this is how it works, Mark. If you have a question, I will answer it. I, I don't cover the Warriors. I don't know what you want me to. Stephen Clay are great. I don't know what you want me to say about that. But if you have a question, I'd be more than happy to have a, 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 a an educational dialogue with you. I'd be. I'd love to have some dialogue with you. But you got to ask a legitimate question. I, I 
I don't watch the Warriors, so I don't know what you want me to say there. But I appreciate you coming on in, man. Keep liking it as well. Let's get some Sixers fans in this in this bitch. What's going on, guys? Good stuff, Luke. Good stuff, Luke. And again, guys, if you guys want to come on in, you guys are more than come on. We can chat together. We can talk about whatever is on your mind as well. Link is in the comment section. Talk if you want to come on in. Head to the YouTube channel and come on in. What's up, GT Money? What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? All right, so the last point here today we want to talk about. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have made a signing. Uh, probably not the signing that a lot of us anticipated, but they have brought on char former Chargers linebacker, Kadir White. Uh, sign them all a one-year deal. The money has not been disclosed. Same with Zach Pascal. Interesting. You see, we see both of these free signings. They're not disclosing the money, uh, but both on one-year deals. And so, what do they get? Right. So, in 2021, Kazir got 90. Wait, what? He got one sack. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Hold on one second. I don't like these. I don't like the way this these stats are rolling out here. So, um, he had not. Wow, it's a lot. He had 90 solo tackles. Um, he had one sack and two forced fumbles in 2021. Pretty impressive stuff there uh, for Kaiser White, who was a rotational backer uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers. And it's it, he's a utility guy. He can kind of play all over. Um, I would assume that he would he's going to start with TJ Edwards for now, depending on what goes on in the draft, which we'll get to in a second. But one point I wanted to make here. Obviously, you look at the stats, you look at the highlights, it looks great. Guy's got some speed, he's got some tenacity, a motor. I believe he's from the Jersey, Pennsylvania area as well, so obviously a hometown kid coming back home. But this is another cheap option for Howie Roseman. No knock on the cheap options, but it really hasn't worked out per se for Howie Roseman over the past couple of years. I mean, you look at Corey Nelson, Zach Brown, uh, Paul Worlow, Jatavius Brown, Eric Wilson. These are all cheap options that Howie's gone with, and they just haven't paid now. I don't want to put Kaiser into that same category as well, but at some point, Howie, you're going to have to invest a big uh, first-round pick on a, on a stud linebacker who's going to be the leader of your defense, or you're going to have to sign a free agent linebacker that's worth some money. I would prefer to go the draft route, but I, I just want Howie to kind of add some more value to this position. It's something that he just hasn't really done. and so. I'm just curious to see what Kaiser can do. Will he get his opportunities? Will he beat out um, the Sean Bradley's of the world? Will he beat out uh, Jannard Avery still on this roster? We got Patrick Johnson, uh, Stu Bradley, or Sean Bradley. Stuart Bradley. Well, let's not go back to that rabbit hole, right? Sean Bradley. Um, he is someone who the, the Eagles got rid of Alex Singleton because they believe in Sean. Sean has been working his ass off. He's been doing really well on special teams, but he can play linebacker and he deserves more opportunities. So we'll see if he does get those opportunities, but you add some depth here with Kaiser White. Um, but I do not think, despite these signings that have gone on in free agency, I do not think that Howie's draft board has changed. I could still see the, the Eagles still drafting wide receiver in the first, a linebacker in the first, a defensive end in the first round as well. I know a lot of Eagles fans weren't happy with Derek Barnett coming back either. What else did you want to do at that position? Um, I, that, I think that's why Howie re-signed Derek Barnett because he's still looking at the draft as a possibility adding on to this pass rush with Hassan Riddick, Brandon Graham, and Joshua already here. 
Um, so I, I think that the reason why we've gone into these cheaper options is because how we still building this team through the draft, but it is important to have depth because, you know, some of these rookies just aren't going to be ready to go out there on day one. And it's good to have some depth injuries do happen. This is Philadelphia, right? Philly sports were known for injuries, right? So I, I do think that the draft plans have not changed. And I still think that this team, more importantly, you still got to build around Jalen Hurts. I, I think that that's what something that needs to continue happening. Jalen may not be the quarterback past 2022, but you got to give Jalen Hurts the best possible opportunity to win in this league. So we shall see what happens there, but awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's up? Um, major as so cool. Um, Curry Ray Allen's record, like two years ago, <laughs> so a while ago. Have you watched? I do have to ask. So major and Amar, did you guys watch the warriors recently or just like the, during the championship runs because uh, you guys still haven't brought anything of value here. No disrespect. I get it. I get it. I'm just I'm just being honest. What's up, Soccer Tim? What's up, Amar? Soccer Tim checking in. Soccer Tim, what's going on, man? What you got going on today, brother? What you got going on today? Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So uh, obviously with the union, we are waiting for the union to kind of come back into play. Uh, they're they're still in their international break. They're bye week, you guess, guess you could say as well. Um, so we'll be back at it on Saturday. Get Charlotte FC excited to see those guys back. Michael Uwa getting plenty of time to get rested up with that quad injury. Hopefully he can come back as well. But uh, for right now, Philly sports, man, we're ready for Philly season to come back, ready for the Sixers to beat down on the Phoenix Suns. Everyone is scared for playoffs. Everyone's scared of the Suns. Stop it. Let's have some fun. Let us enjoy this, guys. It is all it's all great and hunky dory here. All right, guys, it's going to do it for Oi and Philly Sports. I appreciate everyone who checked on in. I appreciate Luke. I appreciate um, uh, Don Rafael as well. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure if you guys are watching this live on YouTube, if you guys enjoyed the content, do me the solid and hit that like button and also uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Join, in, join on into this family. We talk Philly Sports all the damn time. We'll be back at it today. We'll be recapping the Flyers and the Sixers games. So make sure you guys are subscribed. And, of course, we do rebroadcast these in podcast form. You can find it under Oi and Philly Sports. You can find that wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I am telling you guys, go Philly Sports. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>